2: good evening welcome to the probe here on joy news on the probe today the attorney general in the Minister of justice office has been in the news lately on a variety of issues Attorney General Office succeeded in convincing a high court in the Western Region to jail some 25 illegal miners to 340 years for engaging in illegal mining, contrary to Section 99 of the Minerals and Mining Amendment Act 2019. But some, including the NDC, are not happy because those jail are low-hanging fools, as the campaigns, including some ministers and big waste in the governing MPP, neck deep in the illegal mining business alleged by the former chairman of the committee taxed the top gallant say Professor Krabina from Poor Warton are working free. The Attorney General said there is simply no evidence to back these claims. Also, the Attorney General's office got a court to impose a 15-year jail term on the founder of Defund Capital Bank, William Atwesian, for stealing over 90 million Ghana cities belonging to the bank. In the United Kingdom, however, a court awarded a $140 million arbitrary against Ghana on the termination of a power deal with GPGC, a subsidiary of international commodities company Gura, in 2021. We are asking why. We are also looking on access to legal education, the status of the conduct of the public officers bill, and other issues. Let's probe this together with my guest, Alfred Tuan the Deputy Attorney General and Minister for Justice. We are live on JOY News, JOY 99.7 FM, affiliates across the country. We are also live on my JOYonline.com on all social media platforms. We're also available on DSCB Channel 421 and GoTV 125. Stay for details. We a cocktail of issues to discuss this evening on the probe. Your comments are welcome uh, via our social media handles. You can drop your questions. We have any But the Deputy Attorney General who is with me here in the studio. We have so many issues to digest within the next hour. Mr. Chen, why are well, you welcome to the probe?
3: Thank you very and much. And I trust you are that.
2: doing well. I'm doing so well. Yes. We go way back. I, I, I remember those days since yes, yeah, course, to, yeah. we're in the same dormitory yeah. way back. yeah. All right. So uh, let's first establish the workings of the authority and the structures. How do you operate? Thank you very much.
3: Now, if you come to the Office of Attorney General Ministry of Justice, Ministry of Justice, you realize that there are three main divisions. You have the Civil Division, you have the Criminal Prosecution Division, and also have the Drafting Division. And if you go to a Civil Division, it's basically responsible for, it's related to civil matters, right? like reviewing agreements, drafting agreements, representing the state in civil matters. And that division is headed by the Solicitor General. Then mm. you come to the Prosecution Division, where you have the officers that basically also going to court to prosecute cases on behalf of the Republic. Right. And that division is headed by the Director of Public Prosecutions. And if you go to a drafting division, mm. you also get to know that Ghana we draft a lot of laws. So every bill, that has to go to Parliament. We we'll have to go to that particular office.
2: And I guess uh, any agreement between government agencies uh, and other partners, you have to give your buy-in. Exactly.
3: If there are agreements that we have to enter into as a government, we have the people of Ghana. It is a duty of the Attorney General's office to review such an agreement, mm. to see whether the clauses there are standard clauses, whether the clauses there are in consonance with our laws, mm whether there's a need for international, even international agreement, whether there's a need for parliament to also come in, right? whether there's a need for uh, minister of finance, because there are instances where you have to defer to the finance ministry for their input before such agreements can go through. Now, the office is not only stationed in Accra. That's a ministry where you have office in all the regions in Ghana. Currently, we don't have office in the six new regions, but we are working around the clock to have office in the six new regions. But all those regions are under the original Regents. And the office actually uh, is two in one. You have the the section relating to the Attorney General. Mm. You have the section relating to the Ministry of Justice. And currently if you go to the Ministry you have the AG himself Mm. then two deputies, myself and my sister Dinah. Actually I am the one responsible for the prosecutions of cases and then my sister is also in charge of civil
2: Mm. matters. So in a nutshell this is how it worked. Has the, has the setup of the Office of the Special Prosecutor limited you, in a way, in terms of the cases you can prosecute? Uh, I would say to some extent, because
3: prior to the establishment of that, that office, it was the duty of the agent to prosecute all manner of cases. But with the passage of that act, we are now going to have a situation where, when it comes to corruption and corruption-related matters yes. and some aspect of procurement, that one has been given to OSP to mm. do it. So when we have issues relating to corruption, we defer to the OSP mm. to handle same. So that's the only push that has been taken
2: away off. from the Attorney General. Because I realise that in, in the matter relating to the former Water and Sanitation Minister, Madam Cecilia the OSP is handling some aspect of the case. While the Attorney General, while the Police prosecute on behalf of the Attorney General is also dealing with some aspects of the case.
3: Yes, so in that particular case, after the police have submitted docket to the office. Realized that there were issues about possible money laundering mm. charges. But so we then instructed them to, uh, to go deeper into that aspect. When mm. right. it comes to corruption, the OSP is handling that one exclusively. And so the two are separate matters. Okay. But you have the situation where the OSP may be handling a matter. And that matter may also involve other offenses that it is not mandated to handle. I think mm. that's where now the, the, issue the issues we, are. We, we have to also... I the that issue that we,
2: about the money laundering relating to... Madam what is the status of that?
3: We are still waiting for
2: the place to get us a docket. We asked them to do certain things, and I think they are still working on it. All right, so my guest this evening is the Deputy Attorney General. We are looking at a variety of issues relating to that office. They've been in the news lately. So let's start from the issue of illegal mining, uh, because we've done some work relating to this matter. My colleague in commerce Saradon, has done a lot of work relating to illegal mining, where he's highlighted the ills that we are experiencing in the country. Now, Professor Fembongwatin was also in the news recently when uh, he brought forth the report that named some members in government, according to him, are negative deep in the illegal mining or galamsey business. Now, the office wrote a piece and actually directed the, the police here you know, to go ahead with you know further work on the matter. There's been reaction from the years. There's been reaction from those civil society groups that have worked, in the sector, and they say that the AG may not have done a better job. Do you understand by what you put out there?
3: Yes, Elton, uh, if you look at Galamse, Say mm-hmm. or illegal mining, we are very particular about that activity. It's causing a lot of havoc to our environment, and the effect of such an activity, as we all know, can have, can be, can have a, a long-term effect on our well-being. Mm-hmm. And so that, this fight is not a fight for an individual or a group of people, it's a fight that we all need to take part. Now, when it comes to this fight, let me also commend Multimedia, yourself, and your colleagues in Kumas and others. You've waged a, a strong war. Now, we've gotten to a point where people have been named in a report. Right. And that report was submitted to a place for them to do further investigations. As you know, the AG's office doesn't have the power to investigate, we rely on state institutions. Like the police service, Yoko, times National Security, NIB, et cetera, et cetera. We only come in after investigations have been concluded by the institution that's doing the investigation. In this particular matter, the police conducted their investigations. After they had finished doing so, they submitted a docket to our office. And what we do there is that when we receive a docket, we take the docket to the prosecution division. At the prosecution division, there are, there are various groups, group heads. You have different, different groups. So, when a doctor is sent to a division, it's handed over to a group. And the group then gives it to a lawyer or lawyers to handle such a matter. Mm. After the lawyers have gone through everything, then they, they submit their report to the group head. And the group head, after also going through, may either query the report or say, let's do A, B, or C. After, thereafter, it's submitted to DPP, who has that division. Before the report or the opinion goes out. Mm-hmm. So this particular report went through the same process. process. Okay. And after going through the same process, the officers who have been in this ministry for all this while, the senior officers within advised that the evidence available on the docket wasn't sufficient, mm-hmm. enough. To merit the prosecution of some people in that particular report. However, three other people from the docket there was need for the police also continue doing the way they're supposed to be doing so that they'll bring it back to us for us to go into it. So the report, as I speak to you, we stand by the report. But that report is not close. Mm -hmm. I've been saying so because... What does it
2: mean, if if, if it is not close?
3: It's not not close because the the, the best thing we could do was to say that those people should be discharged. If you are discharged, it doesn't mean that you've been acquitted and discharged. It simply means that, for now, we cannot prosecute you. Mm -hmm. So, you can walk free. But if something new comes, for us to review that decision, even that decision could be reviewed. And that evidence is to the effect that we should prosecute prosecuted, we'll be prosecuted.
2: Does it mean that there's still an ongoing investigation relating to these individuals who have discharged? So far as it's a criminal matter, you cannot say you've stopped the
3: investigations. As and when new information comes up, the investigators should take the lead and, and, and they move on. But at the time that I received the report, looking at what we had, in that particular report on the docket as well, the only conclusion that we reached was that some people cannot be prosecuted based on the evidence on that particular docket.
2: So basically, the AG's office was not in any way involved in the gathering of intel on these individuals. No, that is not our mandate. We only
3: look at what the street
2: agencies have done
3: what the have done, and then we advise. We look at the law, we look at the facts that you have on the docket to see whether we can prosecute that matter. If we realize that we have a law, but the facts or the evidence will not support that law, then we say, no, there's no way we can go to court to embarrass ourselves. The only thing we can do is that we we advise that this case cannot be prosecuted. But as I said, that will not end the matter.
2: Did Professor Fimple Mwarten assist in any way during the investigation into these matters? From the report that we had from the police prosecutors, they went to him
3: and he told them that the, the information that he had given to them was enough. At least he had given a, a, a report to them, and that was what he was standing by. So in a way, he gave them that report. So it was the duty of the police to also take statements from those that he had named and do further investigations. Mm-hmm. We take the docket, realize that all the individuals who were named were invited by the police and statements taken from them. Mm-hmm. At certain times, the police also went further to also conduct their own independent checks from some states. So for example, you say you have a license. They may want to check out from the
2: Minerals Commission sure whether you need, need have a license. So all those things were done. Uh, and then specifically, these, uh, the names and the things you're talking about was related to the report of Professor Van Bommate. Exactly. Not beyond it. No, exactly. That is
3: because specific allegations were made that Mr. A, you did A, B, C. Mm-hmm.
2: So you were invited by the police to also respond to the allegations. The, the, the criticism relating to this, however, is that beyond what Professor may have put in the document, there are also evidence according to some that is available that if the AG is interested in getting to the bottom of this matter. For example, uh, my colleague put out a documentary that had in, in some of the visuals that were put out there, security personnel you know, providing protection for some people, in his estimation, when involved in illegal money. These are public records.
3: Yes. Elton, let's look at it this way. This reports or this opinion is not about Galamse in general. Yes. Specific instance that the professor mentioned. Mm-hmm. And so if there is evidence about Galamse in general, we will not dispute that. Because we, we, we agree. If you go to the forest, you see the degradation. If you go to the river, bodies, you see the extent of pollution of our rivers. Mm-hmm. That evidence is there. Mm-hmm. But the next thing is, if the evidence is there, who caused it? There's that kind of nexus. you have know, to link a named individual to an activity that we claim is an illegal activity when it comes to mining. And so if the people needed the report, you have any further evidence to the effect that they were actually involved in that activity, you will take the lead, and they move on. If you also heard about people having mentioned some people on radio who have been shared some audios and videos with me, you're also looking at that. Okay. As I said, it's more closed. If any member of the public, has any evidence to the effect that those named in that report, even not they alone, if there are others, they can just give the report to the police and we also follow it up. But that's the only way that we, 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 we can actually win this particular fight. Because in your intro, you mentioned some small fishes yes. who are arrested. Considered, you arrest these young men or your young ladies, you see them as small fishes. The expectation is that they should actually help in the investigation by opening up to say, yes, I was in this forest. I was sent by Mr. A. Mm-hmm. Or oh, Mr. A bought this equipment for me to do this activity. But when these people are arrested,
2: unfortunately... They don't provide they enough don't information provide- to help exactly. you. Exactly. So in the case of Professor from Paul Watson, your conclusion is that he failed to provide evidence to back the claims that he put in the document. He, apart from the report that
3: he submitted, which he claims is the evidence that he has was nothing new. So maybe from his point of view, having altered that report, it was enough for him to have said he has his duty as again. But we were thinking that, for example, if an allegation is made against Mr. A,
1: mm.
3: Mr. A has denied. Perhaps if I were him and I have further information, I would say, yeah, he's denying. I can show you, go to A, B, C, or Mr. B he has the information, or I got the information from Mr. X, then there will be a lead. I think Prof the good old prof also thought that having done that, that one, it was enough for him. Who not for him because he is also a citizen. He has his information, and you know the extent to which he, has, he mm-hmm. gets that information. But if there are things further that he
2: may want us to know, why not? But but babe, uh, standing on that on that matter, and I just want to find out. Officer Pempo Martin, until recently was a high-profile member of your government, served as a cabinet minister. President trusted him so much that he had him spearhead the fight against the Edgar Manem. Beyond the fact that you put together a report, which in your estimation did not offer enough evidence to hold these people, did you make attempt to speak to Professor Ben-Pobatin directly and to say that, what do you have, what can we do with it, and how do we move forward? Did you take that step?
3: As an office? Yes. No,
2: because it was the police that was doing the investigations.
3: As I say, we do not investigate. We do not interrogate. We rely on the police in this particular case. The police told us that they, they went to him. We get further information from him, but he said the information that he had given to them in the report was
2: enough. That was what he had. Let, let me ask the final question on this side, so we can move to other matters. Are we really winning the fight against the government from the legal point of view?
3: From the legal point of view, I
2: would say when it comes to prosecution, we are doing so well. I can say it. because Someone is hoping to have her day in court in December.
3: Yes, Ashawan, the judgment will be on the 4th of December. Mm. And as we speak now, there are over 130 Galamse cases pending in the courts in Ghana. 130. And the accused person involved in that case, there are over 800. 800. Over 800 who are facing prosecution. Ghanaians them, or Ghanaians foreign or foreigners as well. and then Ghanaians. Mm. So, in terms of prosecution, we are doing it. When it comes to the punishment, prior to 2019, people could be fined, they could be imprisoned to three years. Now, there was an amendment to the Minerals and Mining Act. Now, the minimum is 15 to 25. for, for, yes. for Ghanaians. Foreigners' minimum is 20 years up to 25. So, now, legal regime is well set up. Mm. But it's about
2: getting the evidence to prosecute. But again, you've also criticized some of the judges and the fact that most of them appear to be using the old law in, in, in administering these matters. Yes, I remember a judge in the Western region used the old law to punish some... Uh, people who had who been convicted is it a case that she is unaware that there's been an amendment to the law
3: we, we we cannot speak to why the judge did so but we are went they to really court.
2: supporting the fight against illegal. I, think they,
3: they, I think they are supporting because from what we have also read in fact western ridge some people who last two or three weeks were sentenced to over 300 something years Yeah, 340 yes. years so that judge made that mistake we didn't let it rest there we went to the court to reverse it mm. and those people are now in custody so the judiciary is also doing its bit but our main concern is getting the evidence to nail, as you put it, the big fishes. Mm. Because most of the people that we have prosecuted are not people who can raise money to even buy those equipment that they use in mining, or those, uh, 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 those
2: equipment. For example, uh, excavator. But does but, but it not cast doubt on the quality of investigation done by your, your investigators?
3: The investigator that we have now, we rely on the police, Yoko and the rest, and it's our expectation that when they go to the field, they will do the right thing. Mm-hmm. They will get the right support also to do the right thing. But investigations in Ghana cannot say it's hundred percent. Right.
1: The- hey, students, got a lot on your plate getting ready for homecoming? Shipped is here to help. So, you know, Shipped can connect you with a personal shopper who will same day deliver all homecoming must-haves. Burgers, chips, plates, drinks. Your shopper with Shipt will get all that and more from your favorite local stores so you can enjoy tailgating. Shipped, delight in every delivery. Check out Shipt.com slash student today for more info. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash student
0: with no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions kind of like choosing Derek Jeter as the pinch hitter for your baseball team
1: Jeter you're in we need a home run
0: I'll give it a try I've swung a bat once or twice that's out of here Yep, even easier than that. With no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Trying to protect your identity by yourself is a lot like trying to be a quarterback without an offensive line. LifeLock alerts you to blindside threats you may miss on your own, even if you're monitoring your credit. If a threat happens to get through, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist is there to help. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com aware. That's lifelock.com aware to save 25%. Lifelock. Identity theft protection starts here. finally you have people who may not do, they may want to do armchair
3: investigation. Mm. By armchair, I mean, what a person who sits only in the office and then do their work. This is the
2: reason why the campaigns are, are, are still working free. So maybe and moving forward, low hanging fruits rather
3: facing the law. Because I've been saying this that if you want to move from here to Kumasi, you go through the road. You have a lot of checkpoints. Mm. Every district in Ghana has a DC or an MCE. Every town has a chief. Every electoral area has an assemblyman. Every unit, unit has a unit committee members, and all these people are there. They see what is going on, right? But who is ready to bear the cat? All
2: right, let, let, let's hold it there and let's move to other issues. Folks, you are, you are, you are watching the probe. You on enjoying it. You are also live on Joy 99.7FM, and of course, a half a across the country. Those also available on DSTV channel 421, Go GoTV125. We've been looking at the fight against illegal mining, and, and of course, the AG's own report on the investigation that was conducted regarding the Professor Bob Watten document he, he submitted, which named some. People in this administration for their complicity in the illegal mining business. Now, also, we're going to look at some matters that the AG was successful in court. Remember that uh, after some years, you know, flowing from the banking sector crisis, the NG took some people to court. Now, two weeks ago, the court sentenced uh, Mr. Atuissian, one of the architects in, in this, you know, uh, disturbing issue. So 15 years in jail for stealing 19 million Ghana cities. There's been a lot of talks regarding this particular matter. We want to get the backstory to this. Again, my guess is the Deputy Attorney General Minister for Justice, uh, Alfred Yabwa. Mr. Yabwa, the court documents estimate that money stolen is around 250 million Ghana cities. The uh, convict got 15 years in jail for failing to pay what 90 million Ghana cities. Did we get you know value what we went to court to do.
3: I think to some extent we have something reasonable. Reasonable. Something reasonable. So there could be more. There could have been more because we are looking at the 90 million Ghana cities. But we so far able to recover 37 million Ghana cities. And let me at the very outset state that since independence up to today, the state has not been able to recover money from people who have committed economic crimes to the team that we have done this particular case. And this is the first time that in a single case, prosecutors have been able to recover 37 million Ghana cities from an accused
2: person. Previously, people will be taking... From an estimated 250 million Ghana cities. Now,
3: no. Now it's it's close 90 plus because it's not 250... After investigation, the money came to 192. Okay. Then, further, we realized that some money was somewhere. They were all blocked. So, that's why the money eventually came to 90 plus million mm-hmm. Ghana cities. Prior to this, a lot of people who were taken to court, whether starting in the 90s, before 90s, 2000s, people will be taken to court for causing financial loss. They'll be convicted, sentenced, and they'll go to prison. They will not pay any money to the state. They go to prison, it's either they serve the term or they are pardoned. They come back home and enjoy their booty. The thinking now is that we should be able to recover as much as possible Mm. from those that we have charged regarding the banking crisis. And that if we're able to recover, then at least where the state took that money from? Because we are told that the state had to go to the taxpayer's kitty to to, to put some money and then pay the depositors. And in this particular case, the accused person, that's Mr. Atuisian, mm. from the negotiation that he had with us, he admitted that, indeed, an amount of 57.5 million Ghana cities was the amount that he thought or he knew to have been stolen or which he saw as, as one of those, those amount that he has led the state to lose some money. Right. And when we go to 57.5, we said no, and that he was ready to refund the 57. We hmm. said, fine, if this is what you admit, then you have to also compensate the state. you take section 35, it talks about refunding the amount that you claim you have stolen, or you have caused the, the, the state to lose, and they also mark some kind of restitution or compensation or reparation to the state. So out of the 90, 57.5, was what he admitted, mm-hmm. that the remaining amount of what we forced him or we negotiated that, he should top it up. So that at least, if the state has lost 57, something should be added. And that's why we came to the 90 million mm-hmm. Ghana cities. Mm-hmm. And out of the 90, as you know, he's paid, paid 37.
2: Now that this argument, I know whether we came in there, whether we maybe we couldn't have waited. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 what we are learning is that he said, a judgment that had made it difficult for him to sell some of the assets to raise the money to pay you. you, if the AG was, or the state was interested in getting the money, then you should have waited a bit longer for him to sell these assets and then pay the, the, instead of going for the custodial sentence.
3: Now, December 2022, we broke this deal. He paid 30 million, remaining 60 million. Then in that agreement, which he signed and we also signed, there was a clause that he was to pay the first instalment of twenty million by twenty eighth of April, twenty twenty three. So the expectation was that by April ending he paid it twenty million. August ending twenty million. Mm-hmm. December twenty million. The first instalment of twenty million he has so far paid only seven million. Mm-hmm. And so if we were to give him time, how long? Was it going to take another five years? Three years? Two years? And if we're married to do so, we'll have sent a wrong signal out there. Or other accused persons, oh, you can go and agree with the state, but if it comes to the West, the state will extend the time for you. Even in this particular case, when we went to court in May, mm-hmm. the judge in his wisdom said, oh, alliance of space. We went to court in June, no show. In July, we went to court, no show. Mm-hmm. Fortunately for him, because the court was going on vacation, he had to October.
2: And from July to October, not even one city was paid. was paid. So, so you think that he was just food we were just buying time to avoid custodial sentence? He was just
3: buying time, and he was talking about some judgments against some of his company. Yes. You know what it means? Now, if you have a judgment against a company, one, that could, the, 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 the one who lost the case may even appeal. That one I do can take the next three, four, five years. And we are not minded. We are not ready to mm-hmm. wait for him for the next three, four, five years. Okay. We thought that we are given all the space he has just decided to span whatever opportunity we gave him. So the only option left was for the court to pass custodial sentence on him.
2: But but but, but Mr. Chuan Yebu, has justice really been served? Clearly he didn't he didn't act alone. What about the board?
3: Oh, you see something. If you look at the docket, mm-hmm. you realise that the board members were also investigated. And you found nothing? They were questioned. Mm-hmm. And they basically found nothing linking them to the commission of the crime that we, we charged Atuisian ACM with. And that's the reason why I think two of them were management members, two of the, uh, the, the four mm-hmm. accused persons, the management members, they were also charged. But on the day, the court came to the conclusion that three of them were not guilty. It was only Atu who was guilty. Yeah. So the board members were also interrogated.
2: The board's report said that most of these decisions were taken at the board, at the board level. If, for example, a true ACN went to the BOG,
3: and he was given 620 million Ghana studies, and 90 million of that amount didn't go into the liquidity support that he took the money for, the normal business practice is that that money will leave the company only with the consent of the board. And so when he was tied with stealing the company's property, if he had, he had the consent of the board, he would have raised it. Yes, I had their consent. And they don't even come to testify for him. By this particular case, no way. They didn't have their consent. So, until there's evidence that the other board members also knew that he was stealing, but decided to close their eyes. Mm. But from the docket that we worked on, there was nothing of that sort. But once again, it's a criminal matter. At any stage that there's evidence that any of the board members acted in a way that also led to the loss of that amount,
2: they also because, But before, as far as the age is concerned, is this case closed? Relative to is a, there any other person you yeah. are investigating? Relative
3: to, to ACN and the other three persons who were prosecuted is close. If there are others who can get evidence subsequently we also prosecute, you will do so. Well,
2: if you have any question, you can forward it to us. This is the probe. We have the Deputy Attorney General in the office and we are looking at a variety of issues. From we, we, We've had a discussion on illegal mining. We are on the 15-year Sentence that was handed down to Mr. Atu Isian you know, relating to the banking sector crisis. And we are going to look at Atu forcing and the ambulance matter. And then we'll look at the, the status of the uh, conduct of public officers' bill, access to legal education. I remember some about two or three years ago, President, I was with President Akufuado as a presidential correspondent where a sword was cut for the construction of a more enhanced, elaborate, more fit-for-purpose law school just around there uh, at Legon, the IPS area. Now, if you should drive around that area, the the place is now has been turned into more or less a forest. What is the status of that as well? We're going to deal with that. But let's just stay in the court a little longer. The ambulance matter. First, I want us to clear this matter. Did Honorable Arthur the Minority Leader, did he approach the AGES office to negotiate for the payment of whatever money that has sent all of them to court? Honorable After
3: forcing did not or has not Indicated any move to negotiate With us mm-hmm. Rather a third party Wrote to us And what is the interest of this test That's Big C, the company that, 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 that brought the Ambulance They wrote to us that they were ready to refund Or pay some amount of money So that we could withdraw the charges against The accused persons mm-hmm. Then we said fine, we've taken notice of your letter but you are not part of the people that we are prosecuting. So we need to know whether the people that are prosecuting are also in support of that move. So the other two accused persons wrote to us that they would they, they really have no objection to it. The same way, a two also also, lawyers to also write that they had no objection to the move by the third party to make payment in order to settle the matter. Okay. So there's nothing like, after forcing, Approaching us that we should negotiate. Rather, a third party made
2: that move. Because whatever the third party wrote, clearly will benefit him. At the
3: end of the day, if we were to accede to the request of the third party Mm -hmm. to take that amount of money and then discontinue prosecuting the matter, definitely it will be a beneficiary. The
2: agency's office has rejected this proposal.
3: So far as we are concerned, the third party is not a party to this particular matter. In fact, the last time we received a letter, we also wrote back to Honorable, after forcing, to indicate to them whether those other persons want to take advantage of the plea bargaining act, mm-hmm. and then they, after forcing, lawyer wrote back to us, no, that he had not, he doesn't have the intention of taking advantage of, of the plea bargaining mm-hmm. act, and that the case should proceed. The case should so proceed. that's the reason why was it last Thursday we we have to continue with the hearing of the matter.
2: And in court this week, the former finance minister said that he gave authorization. Uh, to uh, Dr. Arthur So the question is, couldn't, this, couldn't, couldn't the, the people who were looking to hold them before, couldn't have extended it beyond the minority leader? All right, maybe. because this
3: matter is a live case, mm-hmm. I will give you a very short answer. That was his evidence-in-chief. That was evidence-in-chief of uh, the former finance minister. But our side too was also put to him through cross-examination. Mm-hmm. So, I want us to wait. Where is the duty of the judge to weigh the evidence as well as our cross examination to see where the truth lies? So, in actual fact, he has been cross examined and then he's been discharged. Now, we'll go back and then, if they have other witnesses, they must also bring them to court for us to also go through the process.
2: But outside the courtroom, the Speaker of Parliament, Honorable Aban Baben, sees this as persecution. I disagree with him. It's rather prosecution. Maybe
3: he forgot himself. And they use persecution. It's rather prosecution. It's prosecution because you have a prosecutor in court. He's in a court of law. He's given the right to a lawyer of his choice. He can defend himself through the full rigors of the law. If he's not guilty, the court will say he's not guilty. If he's guilty, the court will say he's guilty. So you talk about persecution only where you don't have any law backing what you're doing. And The person also being blocked from also assessing all his legal rights or asserting mm. his right under law. But in this particular case, it's going through the process. I don't day it to be the duty of the judge or the court to pronounce
2: judgment. So, so th- 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 this this is not a politically motivated case.
3: Far from that, it's about the prosecution
2: of an alleged crime mm. and nothing else. But if you are interested in recovery then this proposal should be something you should should give attention to. As I said, a third party brought that proposal.
3: In our laws, currently, it's either you go under Section 35 or you go under the Plea Bargaining Act. And in Section 35, it should be the accused person who should be ready to offer that proposal. Mm -hmm. Under the Plea Bargaining Act, it should be the accused person we should also initiate such a move. In this case, the accused persons have not initiated such a move. It's rather a third party. So it's not known when it comes to criminal prosecution.
2: All right. The deputy AG is my guest on the probe, and we are looking at a lot of issues. So somebody sent us a text earlier, and, uh, and this person is taking us back to the professor, and he says that, the OSP, that's the Office of the Special Prosecutor, is also investigating Professor Office of And the person is asking whether the, the verdict or the conclusion of the AG's office, what impact is it going to have on what the OSP is doing? Isn't it, is, is, is your conclusion not simply going to nullify whatever the OSP is pursuing?
3: No. It has nothing to do with the OSP's investigation. OSP will be looking at corruption and corruption-related offenses, as well as some areas related to, prosec- related to procurement, if any. Ours had nothing to do with corruption and or corruption-related matters. So two distinct aspects of, of the case. Mm-hmm. So OSP is at liberty to dive deep into, in, into the matter and come out with its own conclusion on, the, on this particular case. As far as we are concerned... OSP is an independent body It has its own, invest- that's the advantage that OSP has. It has its own investigators as being part of that entity. So after they investigate, they can also prosecute on their own. But in our case, we do not have investigators on our own. We have to rely on others to prosecute.
2: So OSPs are liberty to investigate. All right. Now, let's, let, let's turn attention to the status of the Conduct of Public Officers Bill, it's a matter that is of concern to a lot of people because the people have some confidence that if this bill is passed, then it will, it will help in the fight against corruption because then you have an instrument to judge people uh, regarding how they conduct themselves whilst in public office. What is the status of this bill?
3: Yes, this bill is one of the sunshine bills
1: mm-hmm.
3: which we expect to mature into law. But when my sunshine, Substantial legislations are a piece of laws that seek to throw light on corruption Mm -hmm. and make sure that if you are corrupt, you are found out. The conduct of public officers' bill is one of such bills. And the the, the current status of it is that we did all the stakeholder engagements. It was submitted to cabinet. Cabinet referred it to a subcommittee. Thereafter, it came back to us, and as we speak now, it is with the Minister of Finance because we have to do some financial impact analysis on that particular bill. When that one is finished, to get back to cabinet, and if cabinet okay, it, to go to parliament. But I'm giving the assurance that that bill will be passed into law in the lifetime session of this particular parliament. Of this particular parliament, yes. what, what, what really is in this bill? Yes, one of the key things about asset declaration currently. If you take our asset declaration law, what it it seeks to do is that you just pick the form, itemize the assets, you itemize your liabilities, you put it in the envelope, you you close it, you go there, you close it, then you you go and give it to the Auditor General, then you take your receipt. But this bill has put in a mechanism where the items that you've indicated as your assets Mm -hmm. or liabilities can be verified by the Auditor General. So if
2: I send so it, therefore it can be open. It can be open. You don't, you don't have to close against it. Against the, the current provision where it's sealed. It's sealed. And so I can just present to you an empty envelope containing nothing. Nothing. And I, the Lord has allowed you to open it. Exactly. So because whatever I say that I own, I mean, yes. I'm justified to own it. I
3: always give this example that a corrupt person mm-hmm. can easily say, per the kind arrangement, that I have one house in Sunyane. One house. I'll indicate in one house. Now, I've not indicated even the number of rooms or how the structure. So somehow just put the house, the house number, something like my own mm-hmm. that's the house. Then within this term, if I, I get the corrupt activities, I can go and remodel the house into a modern edifice. Then you question, that I tell you, I, had, I declared it in my as a declaration form. But well, that's a defect. But currently, if I submit such a declaration, the Auditor General has the right to even send his officers to study to, to verify. But they can know the, the nature and the extent of that house. So then in the event that I decide to use public money through corrupt means to pull, pull it and even rebuild it, they'll be able to know. So that's one of the things. Verification is one of the things in the current bill. Now you also realize that in terms of The current dispensation, you can take, you can assume office without declaring. The law says you have to work six months. Yes. But this bill is saying no. You must declare before you assume office. And when you even, before you even assume office, you should get a letter from the auditor general to the head of the entity you are going to work with think that indeed
2: you've you, you satisfied, satisfied the, 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 the constitutional yes. provision.
3: Yes, Then there's also a provision relating to punishment.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: In the current dispensation, if I fail to declare or, or if under declare or I do anything, at best you can go to the Commission of Human Rights, maybe I can remove from office. But the current bill is seeking to impose criminal sanctions. If it's found out that you, you've done something untoward relating to the declaration that you made, you can be arrested by the police and you'll be prosecuted. And if you are convicted, you can go to prison. So that provision is also in the new bill. Then you have provision relating to gifts. People in office usually will tell you, oh, I had this car by way of gifts. But it's a provision. Mm
1: There
3: are certain gifts that when you receive, you must declare. All of certain gifts. There's a threshold. For example, if I go to my hometown as a public officer, and my, my, my chief gives me a goods, goods. for example, You know, that one is something that you can... So that one there's a threshold. So that one you don't have to declare. Yes,
2: but it's a threshold. I also know, for example, this, this, is, this is on a lighter side, but I know that uh, a certain regional I minister mean, in a certain region, when he was appointed as regional minister, decided to embark on a tour of all the districts in this region. By the time he got back, he had set up a farm. A farm. A oh. farm. About, you know, 50... Goats and sheep. sheep. Yes. So, so in this case... So, so that, they,
3: say the threshold will, will, will give us, I don't have the bill here right now, mm-hmm. but it's an amount, that's a threshold. If you go beyond that threshold, then you must declare it. You must declare it so that you pay taxes on the assets that you have declared. Then thereafter, too, in the event that at the end of the four years, you have to file again, they we able to know whether you've made money or if not made money. There's this issue about liabilities. In the current arrangement, I can indicate if you want to go to an office and then steal, you can say I took a loan of one million Ghana Cities from ABC. Right. That's what I've declared, I've sealed it. In actual fact, I've not taken any loan from anyone. So what I will do right now is that if I see money from public office, one million, I'll use that one to build. Yeah. If you question, I'll tell you that it was a loan that I took. So well, that's the essence of the verification that I earlier on spoke about. Mm-hmm. So this new bill has a whole lot. Then there's one aspect of it that I, we also need to look at. People in public office, when there are issues relating to their office, most people, because we are paid monthly, we don't care whether we answer queries or we, whether, whether people want to. For example, in our ministry, we defend the state. If the minister of roads and Highway, for example, is sued, the expectation of the ministry that when we write to the Rose minister or the, the highways, mm. is you want to give us information so that we can defend that matter. But if we write to you and you fail to give us the information, I don't know be something that's judgment that against the state, mm. you will be held liable. Okay. But there
2: are so many things- There are so many things. In this new bill. Uh, I, I was going to go to traffic. of just because you brought in the example that you just cited, uh, okay. Let's finish on the, on the conduct bill. So, so uh, you, you are confident that it will pass before the eighth parliament uh, espies? That is our expectation. There, that commitment from cabinet. Yep, to from cabinet, from our side. Okay. When it gets to
3: parliament, that's a different body. That's
2: deal. a different matter. But we also, there's our expectation that, that parliament also with do what it's Yes. But again, we've also been told that in the last three years, your office, the Attorney General, has been working on this proposed amendment to the criminal offenses bill. That is seeking between 12 to 25 year jail term for private individuals offering bribes. The commissioner for charge says that a lot of work has been done on this already. They are unhappy that the AG appears to be again on moving this to the next stage. What is the statute of this bill as well?
3: Now there is a proposal to comprehensively uh, review our criminal offenses act and the criminal procedure act. As I speak to you the office has, has drafted the bill, it has gone to some stages, and I think what the commissioner is talking about is part of this new one. We're to go through the process, we're able to do the stakeholder consultation, mm-hmm. then we factor in everything, submit it to a cabinet for cabinet to check it. Mm-hmm. So there's something of that sort in, in the works.
2: So, out $140 million against the state. There appears there was no representation from the government of Ghana, in this case, the Attorney General's Office. What happened?
3: Now, there was representation from the state. This judgment was delivered in January 2021, Mm. before the current Attorney General assumed office as the Attorney General. And this particular case was fought, or the state was represented by an extender solicitor. Mm. So that's the whole judgment against the Republic. But when we got to know that there was a judgment against the Republic, the AG took steps to speak to the Ministry of Finance for them to liquidate the debt, because it's a, it's a just debt. Mm. Now the Minister of Finance then entered into agreement with the judgment creditors as to how the state was going to pay this judgment debt of $140 million. Yes. A part of it was paid by the state at a point in time Reneged on this promise to go by the agreement. Why? Or that I cannot explain. Oh, Based can on that, explain. It is the finance ministry that entered into an agreement because normally in Ghana is okay. the finance ministry that, that pays mm. all these debts. Then, having failed to do so, then the judgment creditor decided to execute the judgment. Have they been successful in that? They they attached property belonging to the Republic mm. in the UK. Then they sought to serve us with that process. Our so officer then filed a motion uh, trying to set aside the process through which we were served with that process. Then the high court in England said, no, the, the service on us was properly made. So now the Ministry of Finance has been advised to once again approach the judgment creditors and, and, and make every effort to pay that money. I know that they are also in conversations with them I don't know if they've reached an agreement, but I'm very sure that they'll reach an agreement so that that judgment debt could be paid. So as we speak, some of
2: our properties have been attached. A, a property in England has been attached to yes. this. And if we are not fast enough, we, may, we might lose
3: it. Because if any property is attached and you don't pay the judgment debt or you don't agree with the judgment creditor as to how you're going to pay it, then that judgment creditor will go to a legal
2: process to have the property Auction. Have you found out from the Minister of Finance why they failed to do what they was expected to do?
3: I have not. Personally, I have not done so. But I think along the line, as I said, there was no payment. And rightly yeah. so, the judgment creditor decided to execute the judgment. If I were to issue the judgment creditor, that was the
2: same thing that I would have done. So, our property is in danger of being taken over by this. If your, we are not
3: are. able to settle the judgment debt. Definitely that, but I can assure you that the Minister of Finance from my understanding, it's making every effort to liquidate that debt.
2: Well, so uh, Deputy, you've been a lawyer in good standing, and you are now serving in this prestigious position as deputy attorney. A lot of people want to go to law school. And access in the past was an issue. It is still an issue. Thousands of people go to the, 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 the bar exam, or the entry to the law school exam, people who got admission. Over the weekend, over a 1,000. An improvement of the last one. What are what, what are you working? What are you doing to ensure that access to legal education becomes so flexible?
3: Legal education in Ghana. Let me take viewers back. I left the law school in the year two thousand and two. That's twenty-one years ago. At the time that we left the law school, we were about ninety-nine. The whole Ghana, ninety-nine. 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 The whole Ghana. Those oh, of us who were called to, to their the back. Bar. I know those who were, who were also after us. Two thousand three, four hundred. Maximum 150, 200. But for the first time, just last Friday, over 1,000 people were called to the bar. Last year, almost 1,000 were also called to the bar. So the access is now open. A lot of private institutions are now running LLB. Mm. We now have the law school, not only the Macola one. We now have a law school in KNUST, at UPSA, then GIMPA, then even University of Ghana, Legon.
2: I see they are even seeking to expand it even more with new structures that
3: is coming up. With new structures. So everything is being done. But that does not mean that... Everyone will have access. Everyone will have access. Because, for example, those who wrote the entrance exams recently, over 3,000 of them wrote the entrance exams. And less than 1,000 were able to make it to the law school. Already we have 2,000 students waiting. 18. Students, Next year, others will also join. So that backlog is there. But.
1: Hey, students, got a lot on your plate getting ready for homecoming? Shipt is here to help. So, you know, Shipt can connect you with a personal shopper who will same day deliver all homecoming must-haves. Burgers, chips, plates, drinks. Your shopper with Shift will get all that and more from your favorite local stores so you can enjoy tailgating. Shipt delight in every delivery. Check out Shipt.com slash student today for more info. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash student.
0: Trying to protect your identity by yourself is a lot like trying to be a quarterback without an offensive line. LifeLock alerts you to blindside threats you may miss on your own, even if you're monitoring your credit. If a threat happens to get through, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist is there to help. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. That's lifelock.com slash aware to save 25%. Lifelock. Identity theft protection starts here. Just like any other professions, you cannot say that everybody
3: wants to be a doctor, so there should be no mm. examination. If you go through the process and you pass, you take it, and... Previously, the law school was taking 500, 300. But at a point in time, we took over, over 1,200. So if 3,000 students sit in the exams and all of them pass, they have to go to a law school. Mm. So now, if you go to my region, at our region, yeah. the Bun region, mm. there's a law faculty, there's law school there. Sorry, a law faculty yes. running LLB. Mm. If you go to one now, you have the university run LLB. So it's not only in Accra, you now have it, Mase, so it's been expanded day
2: in, day out. In 2019, I, as presidential correspondent, I was at a site close to the uh, UPSA where President Okufuado cut short for work to start on the new Ghana Law School that was to make facilities available so that this matter we are talking about access is, you know, firmly addressed. And President Okufuado in his speech said that, you know, the, the, the campus was, will be running within a year, at least a year after the sword casting ceremony. No work is being done now.
3: Yes, it's true that uh, the president card is sword in 2019, was it 2020? I 2020, think 2020. Yeah. 2020. Now, the thinking was to build that edifice so that we have that big law school that can accommodate a lot of law students. Unfortunately, due to funding, that project has stalled. But let's hope that we want to get necessary funding to take it up. Because that's the way we can also help in uh, expanding access to legal education in Ghana. Mm-hmm. So we can be assured that this is being systematically addressed. It has not been abandoned. Mm-hmm. It's about funding. Okay. And it's my expectation that we get a needed funding to go along mm-hmm. with the project. OK.
2: Final question before we go. Are we, are we in safe hands, the Attorney General, in terms of you know, defending the Republic in the matters before it?
3: We are in safe hands. For the first time... We have enough
2: state attorneys. We have enough
3: state attorneys, but we need more.
2: Mm.
3: Now, the current Attorney General and his Lieutenant and the officers in the Ministry, for the first time, most, if not all, of the international arbitration that we are having, we have local lawyers from one ministry representing the state. Mm. Previously, We will go and engage foreign counsel with huge legal fees. But what we have done within this space is to ensure that we build a capacity of attorneys within the ministry Mm. so that we're able to defend the state when it comes to arbitration outside Ghana, even within Ghana. Mm. Civil matters, we have done a lot to the extent that we saved the state a lot of money. There was one judgment that in the sum of 1.2 billion Ghana cities, that one company in Ghana wanted to take from the people of Ghana, Mm. because it had won the case. It went to the Supreme Court. I don't the day when we were able to tackle the matter so well that that, that particular company or entity did not get more than 30,000 Ghana cities. So you see how it goes. There was a judgment of $50 million against the state. Yeah. The time for appeal had the last. We went to court and we were to set aside that judgment so we also saved the state 15.3 million Ghana cities. There are so many. You remember the Norway case where, yes. where the state wanted to have this uh, the the, embassy. embassy. Yes. That case was fought. That So there are a whole lot, so we are in safe hands. The only thing we need is that when it comes to criminal prosecution, we are pleading with Ghanaians to, as we we say, when they see something, they must talk. When you are somewhere, realize that a crime is being committed, you don't have to say, oh, I'm leaving the person then go. If you have the evidence, please provide the evidence. Even if you are afraid that you don't want people to know where they want to provide the evidence, there's a whistleblowers act. That act is seeking to tell you that go, report, and you are covered. You mm. are then to not be disclosed. Or you want to be protected as a witness. That one today There's a law that will protect you as a witness. you put putting all this mechanism so that people feel free mm. to cooperate with investigative bodies. That's the only way that we can fight crime in this country.
2: And when we do all this, we expect fair and just you know, judgment. That should come from the courts. So we have a very neutral... Impartial, and transparent judiciary.
3: We have an impartial in terms of the judiciary. They are, they, are, they, are, they, are, they are those judges. I can say that they dispense justice in accordance with law.
2: Our so, problem some, now, some on your on the political, some of your opinions think that you know justice appears to be the praise of, especially for the MPP administration. That is false. There are
3: instances where people have been taken to court and the court has acquitted and discharged them. I can cite one example. My own senior, an MP for Boko Central, was he not taken to court? Yes. What happened? He was acquitted and discharged. So it's not about whether you belong to MPP, NDC, CPP. The judges are there to look at the evidence and then look at the law. If you are not guilty, no judge will pronounce you guilty. If you are guilty, a judge will pronounce you guilty. But I think the problem has to do with delays, mm-hmm. which we concede. The standards hampering the administration of justice in the country. Because sometimes you go to court and you have to take, to take away a whole lot of time. But I don't blame accused persons and their counsel because they also they have the law on their also. side to also appeal at every stage of the process. But it is the duty of the court to also manage the, case, the court in such a way that we can have expeditious
2: hearing. Thank you very much for your time here on the probe. It's been an honor having you to look at the workings of the Attorney General's Department and, of course, the the Ministry of Justice. Well, first of all, we've been on the probe today. We've been looking at the Attorney General's Office. We've been looking at a variety of issues. We've looked at the illegal mining menace and the report that was cast out on the earlier report by Professor Van Pompuat, and, of course, we've looked at they yeah, are two Asian matter, and what now happens next? Since it has been uh, put in jail for 15 years, we also looked at the minority leaders. You know, court case. The speaker seemed to think that uh, this is political persecution and nothing less. The deputy attorney general has responded to it uh, quite frankly. Well, so this is how we bring the short one end. It's been an honor having you. Uh, same time this week we will be here on the probe but this week on your joy news and of course on joy 99.7 fm ahead of the mpp's uh november four national delegates congress to elect a flag bearer for the 2024 you know election we've been speaking to delegates you really know them do they exist are they humans what motivates them to vote in the manner they did uh in the Super Delegates congress do they sell their force and how much do they take we've done a comprehensive Feature on on, on some of them across the country. We will be rolling them out from tomorrow. We don't want to miss. It's ahead of the uh, Congress in November. But for now, that's it. My name is Elton Bobe. You have a good evening. And until next time, stay safe.